0: Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 347. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Offroad Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. Uh, it's a big day today. Uh, this Tuesday is uh, the start of the NBA season.
1: Yeah, and we got a couple of uh, stories before the games. Um, one involving uh, Giannis getting a, a big extension. Three years, $186 million, So that kind of takes away any of that, like, is he playing to go to New York or Miami or now, that kind of stuff? Andy,
0: is it true or is that enough money to buy Greece?
1: Uh, maybe in 2011 when they had all those debt problems, but they're in a little better position now. But yeah. Okay, because he would it's do a, it. It's Could a good you amount imagine? of money. Emperor yeah. Giannis? I don't think you could actually buy a country. Oh, might come have been on able on to Yeah. Maybe, Maybe bailed him out. But, um, yeah, it's $1 million less than Anthony Davis, though. So, that's interesting that he got that. That is interesting. Extension. Um, and then, yeah, that's that was the big one. Uh, another piece of news in the NBA. Uh, Steven Adams has been ruled out for the season. Oh. So, he... He missed last year's playoffs and they thought they could uh he could he would he can heal up, but they can't figure it out, and his knee is just kind of messed up. And uh, the way it sounds is like it might permanently be messed up. I mean he's just he's a massive person. Probably taking a lot of a lot of beatings over his, his life. Just, he's the youngest of like you know, sixteen a, children.
0: Yeah, and he's yeah. also probably pulling a plow in the offseason. Like get a mule yeah. and sit down.
1: So uh, that's that's too bad. That, that is a blow for a team that you know, has Ja Morant out for 25 games, so they're already a little thinner. Uh, I think it was a, a big difference last year in the playoffs when Memphis didn't have Adams, but they'll have to yeah. figure something out. Adams brings a lot of, like, rebounding and whatnot. Yeah, he allows Jackson to play uh, the four and kind of roam around on defense as well. But, and he's just he's cool to look at. It's, yeah, he is. It's, it's, it's he's
2: too bad. he's been in, He's in commercials, too. I mean, he's a, he's a likable guy. Uh, but, yeah, that uh, like Sean stated, the NBA season has begun. We're at that part part of the year where we have all four major sports going on at the same time. And uh, today's games are the defending champion Denver Nuggets starting at 430 Pacific against the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, we were already watching a little bit of the first half. And uh, Denver already starting off where they left off against the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals when they swept them last year, as they are currently beating the Lakers 44 to 32. In the first half. Uh, but then the game for tonight is uh, sh- is going to be a good nightcap. Uh, we're going to have uh, the Phoenix Suns at the Golden State Warriors. Uh, we will not see Bradley Beal in his Suns debut, but in his Warriors debut, we will see Chris Paul, which I know always makes – it's going to make Andy a little – I don't know. I think he's going to be a little confused now because he's a Chris Paul fan, but he's not a Warriors fan. So I think he's just maybe hoping he just gets assists for
1: the yeah, other team. I, I want him to do well. But I don't want them to win games. But you also so. probably don't like the Suns, right? So, I mean... No, but what are you going to do? Some of these teams are
2: going to win. Well, yeah, exactly. But uh, that should be a good one tonight. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see the... Well, actually, I guess we won't be seeing the new look... Kind of a new look Suns team because they don't have Ayton anymore. And they added a couple guys uh, that we've talked about. Like Grayson Allen and a couple others. And Nurkic. But uh, we will not get to see the three-headed... The supposed... You know, the three-headed monster that they... Uh, are hoping they'll have with adding Bradley Beal. But uh, I'll have to see it play out first because I always quote this that Sean says, might be too many cooks in the kitchen because all three of these guys love to shoot. I'm not saying it's going to be bad because I don't think it will be, but there could be times where it's, you know, I don't think you're going to see Bradley Beal average 26 a game this year. But uh, yeah, so I think unless you guys got any more NBA news, I think we should uh, move on here to uh, another uh, finals. Yeah, we got the... ALCS and NLCS, the ALCS has concluded after last night.
1: Yeah, I can't remember where we last left off. I think we had the matchups by last week. No, like, yeah,
2: we, we, we would have. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think we did. We'll just assume we did. Everybody knows it by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Rangers were uh, playing the, at the Houston Astros and the Arizona Diamondbacks at Phillies. And uh, here's the ironic thing. The Texas Rangers are going to the World Series after they dominated Houston last night. And the ironic thing in that series, the home teams go a combined 0 and 7. And it's kind of crazy, too, because it is, you know, it was in the same state. I don't know exactly the distance travel, like the distance from Arlington to Houston. But I think we found out it's like three
1: hours, four hours. Okay, so that's
2: still a decent little travel. Yeah. So even though it is the same state, it is, you know, Texas is a massive state. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to get a, you know, you know, to be like if it was an L.A. versus San Francisco series like it was in 2002. You know, I saw some travel still
1: something where it was trying to find like what counties root for which team and um, in Texas mm-hmm. and the county with El Paso, their favorite team is the Dodgers. Okay. We are like, what? And like, like technically LA is closer to El Paso or El Paso is closer to LA than it is to Houston. Wow. And it's like, yeah, that's a huge state. It's, it's well, a straight shot on the 10 there, but it's like, you've got to go through two other states to get to LA first. But you think maybe in El Paso, you'd be Diamondbacks fans. That's even closer. Mm. May well, um,
2: speaking, that's a good transition, yeah. Andy. Cause speaking of that, the Arizona Dimebacks. I feel like last week when we talked, they were down like 2-0 or something. We thought it was pretty much going to be all but done. I know they had played some games by last Yeah, that would make sense. They lost, they
1: lost the first two games, and it looked like, yeah, Philly's just better. Arizona doesn't belong. Um, but and then they, they Craig Kimbrell us. doesn't belong. Because yeah. he ended up blowing consecutive games, I believe four and five. So uh, Arizona ended up winning... Uh, all three, right? No. No, no, no okay, they won mind. last night to yeah, force was
2: gonna, game 7. Yes, that's what it was. So Arizona, when Philly won the first two at home, then Arizona won the next two at home and that's then lost three. to game lost game 5, thinking we'd go back to Philly last night having the Phillies wrap it up as pretty good size favorites, but no, Arizona played aggressive, they played strong and they forced a game 7. So both ALCS and NLCS got to see game 7s. And uh, currently that game has begun
1: and it is 1-0 Arizona in the first. So yeah, and what's crazy is in the first two rounds, uh, there were no winner-take-all games. Uh, they all they all uh, yeah. closed out. Uh, the wildcard round was all 2 games. so There was actually a lot of sweeps in the um, first
2: uh, few rounds. Like yeah. the Dodgers got swept. I think uh, – did anyone else get swept? Uh, I think there was uh,
1: – the Rangers swept Orioles too.
2: Yeah, so yeah, there was, there was a good amount of – there was like six sweeps in the first two rounds.
1: But uh, so, so now they're getting their money's worth here with the with seven game series here. Yeah, and and they've been good and they've been dramatic. You've had um, we just kind of went over quickly with that uh, Texas Houston series, but uh, I think what's going to take away from that is the big the big brawl in Game Five. So uh, really a lot of drama there. Texas losing three straight at home um, and to lose in that kind of fashion, uh, and then yeah, it was rough. But um, Garcia got got the last laugh there for for the Rangers. I yeah, think he, did. he got the MVP. Uh, was amazing yesterday, just kind of he, taunting them. Um, he, he hit a, what should have been a double, but he uh, didn't even leave the batter's box. He stared down for...
2: It was funny because Andy and I were, and I'm sure they did this to all the broadcasts, obviously, but Andy and I were watching and he hits that rope and the camera just stays on him. Doesn't pan to where the ball is. So Andy and I are sitting here because he wasn't moving, thinking like, oh, they're deciding if this is fair or foul. Not the case at all. This ball was hit, like, left center. Like, it was clearly not, like, not even anywhere close to being fair foul. It was clearly fair. And he just sat there because he thought he hit the home run. And, you know, sure enough, he ends up hitting the top of the wall, which led to a single. But he drove in a run. Then he ends up stealing second and ends up scoring. So, no harm, no foul. He did end up hitting a home run in his next at bat. So, the way he's playing right now, I think uh, Bruce Bochy is, you know, you can't really yell at him. So... Uh, and also what we should note there, speaking of Bruce Bosey, is he now goes to 3-0 all-time in Game 7s,
1: as Dusty Baker goes to 0-4 all-time in Game 7s. Third team he's brought to the World Series now. It's pretty impressive. That is. Uh, Dusty Baker also did announce he's, he's, he's done, which he mm. had already retired once before, yeah. but came back. Uh, be, it's important to remember, uh, the Houston Astros cheated. I don't know if you remember this. And that's why he came back. And yeah. their coach was uh, forced out of the franchise and never came back. Uh, so Dusty Baker came out in of Houston, retirement. Is he in Detroit now? Uh, did he did he actually take no job? I don't know. I think he's in yeah, I thought he's in Detroit. I don't even remember what his name yeah, is.
2: Yeah, I remember. AJ Hitch, that's right. Okay. He's an American baseball he coach. He's an American
1: baseball coach.
2: He is. The Tigers hired Hitch in yes. 2001,
1: 21. So is he still there? Yeah, he's yeah. coached three years there. I didn't know. Because <laughs> the Tigers are anonymous to me. That's well, that's
2: also yeah. why, because he's saying under the radar, people like Andy who were affected by what the Astros <laughs> did, by the bowling they did with the cheating, the name calling. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, Andy was uh, affected by that because that was uh, his team that they did that to. And, uh, yeah, so now he's under the radar in Detroit where Andy now just booked a flight
1: to uh, go find you him. You know, I think he actually didn't do any of it. I think it came out, you know, it was more like Alex Cora and stuff. Yeah, Alex Cora just looks like a piece of shit. I I'm, even when he, I don't know. I know you probably like him because he was a Dodger, but. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that season. But
2: You know, one thing I remember about Alex Cora, this is just a really quick side note, is there was a game I was watching – Years ago, and he had like a 24 pitch at bat.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that.
2: And yeah. I don't know if he—I don't remember if he hit a home run or if he did something, yeah. but he did hit a home run, right?
1: Yeah, because yeah. that's why it was notable. I mean, it wasn't 24; it was—I don't think it ever goes up to 20. Dude, but it was, it like, was at it was least like, 18. It was—I think it was. I promise, it was at least 18. We
2: anyway, but yeah. So uh, yeah, we're gonna know uh, the World Series matchup by uh, this evening. It'll be either Philly trying to win other or trying to uh, win their second straight NL pennant and try to get redemption after losing to the Astros last year, or Arizona will shock the world and get there. Because I was just thinking about that earlier today. Arizona must have been flirting with like about a
1: hundred to one to win the world series at the start of the season. Right. I mean, yeah, most likely. I mean, they were thought to be a little bit better this year. The Corbin Carroll is one of the top five prospects. No one knew how good he was going to be. Yeah. Everyone thought like 75 wins. That's what they're going for. Um, And, and really they are not that good. that's postseason baseball, it's it's even now it's like you can't even point to like some of their players being like, well, wow, they're super hot. Like with the Rangers, some of those players like those guys are on fire. Um, I don't know. I think the Diamondbacks guys are playing well, but like who's actually like hitting like 500 in the series? I don't know. They're just winning
2: games. Um, no, you're right. I mean, as we look at this uh, Diamondbacks lineup right now, uh, <clears throat> their averages for this, I'm assuming this is just this series, is uh, – 367, 268, 275, 189, 225, 227, 147, 125, 242. So, yeah, like Andy said, a lot of only one guy above 300, and that's Kettle Marte in this series. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Is that a baseball uh, for baseball? or? Yeah.
0: Should we move over to college?
1: Yeah, I think uh, the lead story here, uh, involves the University of Michigan, who are, are the number two team in the nation, arguably the number one team in the nation. They, they're taking care of everyone, uh, but it's not their play on the field that, that is the story this week. It is uh, what's going off the field uh, or in the stands. Do um, you remember Bill Belichick? Remember that guy? I do. I've heard he was, of him. He was a coach. He like hired people to like go and tape practices and stuff to get your hand signals. And this was like this was like twenty years ago, so it's like Spygate. It's like hand signals. No one does that stuff. Well, uh, University of Michigan looks like they uh, wanted to repeat the scandal here. So, uh, a young man named Connor Stallions, uh, they caught. uh, He's been buying tickets to a bunch of different games, uh, different across college football, and been uh, taping the sidelines during the games. And uh, I don't know what's going to ever come out of this. Because I think Michigan's trying to like claim, no, we have nothing to do with this. He's doing it. Um, but it's a, it's a big scandal. And like, yeah, Michigan are, they're very, very relevant. They've been in the playoff two years in a row. Um, and they're very good this year. So this could be, this could be bad. Uh, nothing, nothing's been announced yet on what's going to happen here, but, uh, that, has some ramifications there for the end of the season. And uh, Jim Harbaugh, it seems like he's been interviewing with the NFL teams every offseason the last couple of years. Yeah, this feels like a moment he's going to pull a Pete Carroll. Yeah, he already got suspended this year for buying hamburgers. Um, so I think yeah, maybe maybe it's time uh, to yeah, get back I, in the I, NFL. I have
2: a feeling he, we're going to see another Pete Carroll thing here where he is going to dip out and then stuff might come out and Michigan might be suspended from bowl eligibility for like two years or something like that. Who knows?
1: So uh, our top six is the same. But there were some uh, interesting things that happened. Ohio State had a big game against Penn State. Yep. Their defense looked dominant, but Everybody their offense kind of wasn't great. Well, Penn State's great. got good defense, but yeah, too. Penn got State it. is a great defense. So I think it's overall a good sign for Ohio was, State. that was a three versus seven
2: matchups. So that was a big win for them. I mean, me being a Ohio State fan, that's where my family's from. That's the college football team I cheer for. Uh, I was I was nervous going into that game, and then uh, now I'm yeah. I was very happy with how they pulled that off. And they've got two good wins on their resume right now. Yeah, you know, they've beaten number ten Penn State and number fourteen Notre Dame. So uh, they'll they'll have that game against Michigan at some point. Uh, I feel like it might be in Ohio this year because I could. I feel like it was in Michigan. La- no, actually, you know what? I feel like it was in Ohio last year. Yeah, it's at Michigan at this Michigan. year on November twenty fifth. Yeah,
1: usually, the, they like to play it the Friday. I believe that's the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah,
2: that's where they like to play it now. Let's see.
1: No, it's a Saturday. Okay. Saturday.
2: But. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, they wouldn't have it like. No, they have the Friday game. Sometimes. Yeah, but I feel like they're usually always like a Saturday at nine a.m.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. What else happened? Florida State took care of business against Duke. We said that was a ranked matchup, but they, they yeah. had a good game. Washington, though, they struggled against Arizona State. I don't know if that was them not taking them seriously. I don't know if they have a big game coming up. I know they've got Stanford. So, um, Washington's got a, a, a good schedule to end the season. Uh, USC, Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State, their final four games. So they're undefeated right now, but uh, that's going to be tough to, to come out undefeated through all four of those games, but they, they seem good enough to do it. Uh Oklahoma and Texas both won very close games against new conference opponents for one year. Um interesting enough, Oklahoma played Central Florida, which is uh, where their quarterback used to play. Uh and Texas played in state rivals Houston. Um so those are new two but new Big 12. Two new Big 12 teams that uh, Oklahoma and Texas got to play this year, and then next year they'll be in the SEC, so uh, they won't be playing those teams again. Um unless it's a non-conference scheduled game, but I mean, they both they both won, but it wasn't impressive. Um, Alabama was impressive. They they beat a uh, ranked team, looked pretty good doing it. It seems like they're making a run. Uh, that they only have one loss, so they have a chance to make it right back up there again. I know people won't want to see it, but yeah, they they could they could do it again. Um, what else do I have here? USC. Lost again. Yeah, I was watching some of that game. I watched them come
2: back, take the lead, and then I had to leave because where I was going, which I'll talk about in the entertainment podcast. But, uh, yeah, I saw that Utah set up a
1: a game-winning field goal. Yeah, USC had a huge punt return to set up uh, the go-ahead score. And Mm then, yeah, USC made a dumb penalty, like uh, not roughing the passer, just whatever you call it, just unsportsmanlike. I don't know. I didn't see Uh, it, Yeah. So to give them extra yards that they needed with the clock running down. Uh, and yeah, and Utah made a long field goal to win the game because time expired. And, uh, yeah, not a good way to, to lose there when you're, you're trying not to loot, get another loss on your, on your resume there uh, and to lose like that and really close. Um, but that's the least of USC's problems. They've got a tough schedule as well coming up. I think they played both Oregon and Washington to close the season. Uh, and UCLA is, is solid. Uh, they won it. They won this week and they beat Stanford pretty easily. Uh, and the story for them this this week was that, uh, freshman quarterback Dante Moore was benched. So he had thrown a pick six in three consecutive games. Wow. That's uh, so they went back to Garbers, who was the starter at, in game one, but did not look good. And so they brought Moore in, but now it's kind of flipped again. I don't know what that means for the future. If he's going to be the starter the rest of the season. Um, it's a weird thing now. You don't want to do that with good young players because Dante Moore about being like oh, I'm already benched. Fuck this team. I'm transferring. Um, that kind of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of got to manage egos now with the transfer portal. Also, yeah. I'm uh, I'm
2: curious here. When uh, when are we going to get the playoff uh, standings? I feel like we're very close to that. It's yeah. Um, I don't know.
1: <laughs> How do I find that out?
2: I guess we'd have to like <laughs> and Google it. But yeah, because I know we're. I mean, we're at seven and 8-0 Some teams now, so I know we're close. Oh, yeah. So it says, are set to be released one week from today. So that's why we, uh, I knew it. I had that feeling because, as you know, you get the deja vu of last year. I feel like when we just turned it on, it was like, because that's when things change. Because you could see like a number three team being number one. You could see Florida State being number one or two. You know what I mean? Like, because they go based off of like, oh, hey, we don't think Georgia looks that good in a lot of their games. So we think they're actually a number three team, not number one. So, and then I wonder if anything with, you know, Michigan stuff will affect anything or. I doubt it, but yeah, you know,
1: I know there's there's a lot to think about. Um, so next week, yeah, what do we got on the slate next week? Uh, there's, there's a few big games, including uh, Florida and Georgia. I believe that's the one referred to as the world's greatest outdoor cocktail party. That's what they call it. They usually, they play it in Jacksonville. Uh, so neutral site game. Uh, Florida is okay. I think they're five and two, so they're they could you know make a game, especially if we think Georgia is vulnerable. So. Uh, that's a game to watch. Uh, we also got Oregon, Utah.
2: Um, in Utah, though, that's seems the, to... that's the key there because Utah is a very tough place to play. Yeah, and a lot of teams.
1: It's hard to win on the road in Utah. So uh, Oregon doesn't want to lose a second game here. Um, but yeah, we've we've seen this game before where Oregon's favored. It's like they just need to win, to get in the playoff, and then Utah will like win like fifty-five to nothing or something. It's just a tough team. So yeah, Utah is good at that. Um, and then we got Ohio State, Wisconsin, which. You know Wisconsin; they're ranked, but they're not the competitor really. Yeah. But they are ranked, and they sometimes give teams trouble. Is that game in?
2: Is that game in Wisconsin or Utah? Uh, let's I mean, Ohio yeah, State's not in
1: Utah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it is at Wisconsin. Okay, so four thirty game too. Yeah. That's the that's the nightcap. That'll be the Peacock NBC game. Yeah. All righty. Well, those
2: college football is starting to heat up, and it'll be bowl season before you know it. Oh,
0: Urban Bowl. Mud dogs, all that fun stuff. Uh, uh, should I know, we talk about some good ones there? The NFL.
2: Yeah, we'll come down and recap uh, the games that took place. And then Andy and I will uh, also, as we recap, we'll just save it for the end. You want to save our picks for the end like what we what won or lost. And then
1: uh, I like to the say them as we cover. The okay. Game. Okay.
2: Then yeah. as we cover the game and then we'll give you our new yeah. picks at the end, which you, uh, you guys might not even want anymore. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. But uh, <clears throat> excuse me. All right, Andy, you want to start us off here and go every other one? But I think I will gladly take the Steeler one whenever away. that was
1: okay. just because yeah. I was there. So to, to start off the week, we had the Thursday night game in New Orleans-Jacksonville. Yes? Okay. Well, okay, you're doing some math yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville, I think they held the lead for most of the game. New Orleans kind of made a comeback run. They had a chance to to come back right at the end, and they they couldn't uh, convert. And yeah, a lot of frustration with Derek Carr. Everyone hates Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Derek Carr... Uh- he
2: tried, it was a good game. They uh, Actually, that we're talking about, I guess this was one of my bets, now that I think about it. So I actually lost, uh, <laughs> lost, uh, lost this bet, sorry, gosh, I'm distracted. We had a spillage in here, I apologize. It happens from time to time, anybody that's been listening to us a long time knows that uh, this isn't the first time one of us has spilled in here, not the first time I've spilled, just
0: not in here, actually I think my first time spilling really in here, but... Let the record show, I don't think I've ever spilled a beer or anything. No yeah. I think. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I'm you've also worried, got those yeah.
2: giant flasks usually, or the, those mugs or whatever you got. i spill those. You know, like you got like the, used to, back when we would do the podcast at like your place, you used to always have like your hydro flask type thing.
0: Oh, yeah. I was thinking more so here, because you both of you guys have had a spill in the last three, four pods or something like that now.
2: Eh, Well, we like to party in this part of the house. That's true. Uh, Yeah,
0: Andy's bedroom. They rage.
2: (laughs) But uh, anyway, I had uh, the New Orleans-Jacksonville. I had the under in that game. I expected a low Thursday night scoring game thinking, oh, you've got a banged up Trevor Lawrence. Saints defense usually does well at their home. Uh, Saints offense hasn't been doing well, but uh, I was wrong. 31-24 final. Probably should have been 31-31 and going into overtime. There probably should have been 60 points scored in that game as uh, the tight end dropped it, but... uh, yeah, Jaguars hold on to a 31-24 victory and that game went way uh, way over the total. I believe the total was like 40 or something or uh, mm-hmm. was 40. It? 40 and there was 55 points. So, uh, just a little off, about two touchdowns off. But uh yeah, so uh the next game here we got the Bears and the Raiders. Uh just pathetic. Like I mean Andy's got it here in the notes, pathetic Raiders. Uh their quarterback, how do you sp- pronounce that Bagent? Bagent? Ba- I don't know. He was a Division two quarterback, uh, and they the thing they kept talking about is how he played a school called like Colorado, like School of Mines, like M I N E S, like a mining school. Yeah, and uh, well, then he played the Raiders and beat the Raiders in his NFL debut. And he came in the week before, but this was his starting debut. And uh, yeah, they took care of business. I believe like what thirty one to thirty one to twelve. I believe was the this final score in that game. Um, you know, just. Pathetic showing for the Raiders 30-12, to 12, I'm sorry. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, – what do you have to say about that game since, you know?
1: Uh, I mean, the Raiders played both quarterbacks. I wonder if Jimmy G is still going to be out, if they're going to go with O'Connell. Um, just see what he has because we know what Brian Hoyer is. He's 40. Uh, maybe see if the kid can give you something more. And I think he did play a little better than than Hoyer, but, like, it was yeah. already over, so – um, uh, but yeah, next up we have another another weird game here. Uh we have Colts and Browns. Uh was not what anyone expected here. Uh the Colts put up a ton of points, 38 points up on Cleveland, who had been the best defense all season long, maybe still is statistically, even after this game. Uh and that's with Gardner Minshew throwing the ball, the backup quarterback. Um yet, despite all that, Indiana or the Colts lost. Cleveland one by one. Uh, and that was with without Deshaun Watson who played like one series and came out. So, uh, PJ Walker not having a good game, but they put up a ton of points. So kind of a, kind of a mystery there. Um, as to what happened, like how did they actually score so much? Um, but yeah, this was a game I had picked and, uh, (laughs) I lose this one by one. I had Cleveland by two. I thought it's like, well, Cleveland's better. I don't care that on the road. I think they're much better than the Colts and, uh, they had a chance to go up by two. They scored to go up by one and went for two at the end to go by up by three with, like, no time left, so it didn't really even matter. Uh, didn't failed it, so, uh, you know, if they had gotten that, I would have won, yeah. but, you know. that's
2: That's the way it goes yeah. sometimes. Uh, well, <clears throat> this next game here, New England-Buffalo. Buffalo uh, uh, going against the New England Patriots, and the Patriots pulled off the upset. They uh, end up beating Buffalo by a final score of – 29 to 25. Uh, you know, good game. It makes you, uh, maybe there's maybe beginning to become a little bit of a concern for the Buffalo bills. Now, as they dropped to four and three, that's two straight losses. Uh, also, they're they're losing to their division too. They've lost to the jets and they've lost to the Patriots. And then their other loss was to the Jaguars in London, but
1: uh, they have not lost two in a row just for the record. Okay. my
2: bad. Yeah. They, they beat
1: the giants in between there. Yeah.
2: They've lost two of three though, but still four and three, um, you know, that's a game they probably should have – I mean, they should have won. You know, they were like nine or ten-point favorites, I believe. Uh, but, hey, and any given Sunday, I suppose, right? And so, uh, Patriots took care of business in that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was a crazy game. The Patriots were up big and then looked like, oh, the Bills are going to pull this off. They came all the way back, took the three-point lead, and then, uh, you yeah, know, the Patriots scored a touchdown. Mac Jones' first comeback win ever. Ooh. So, that's congratulations to good him. To know. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, next up, the worst game maybe of the week. Uh, another one of my losses, I believe. Uh, Giants in Washington, uh, 14-7 final. Tyrod wins, gets a win here for the Giants. And I said this to you yesterday, my theory. I think Tyrod Taylor forces low-scoring games. Um, yeah. I said he played one game for the Chargers and it was a low-scoring game. When he played for the Bills, I think those were all low-scoring games and maybe it's just the way he plays. And it's like he... He's not good, but he throws a lot of short passes and I think it just kind of scrambles the game. a little bit. I mean, he threw for yeah. 279 yards, so. And uh, two but 279 yards and only put up 14 points. So that's exactly, where yeah. that's where I went wrong. I thought uh, Washington would have a, a better offensive performance because I don't think the Giants defense is very good. Um, and I thought it would be more like a, you know, 24-20 type game. So I lose that one. Uh, I, I picked the over 39 and a half because it's like, well, there's two NFL teams, right? Uh, barely. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's it was rough. But uh, next one here, also a fairly low
2: scoring game. The Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and the Atlanta Falcons win the game sixteen to thirteen, moving them into uh, I believe uh, first place. So the Atlanta Falcons uh, having a solid year. They're they're also another team getting by. And I know one of the stories this game was a uh, uh, their uh, rookie Bijan Robinson. Uh, there was no really thing about him not playing. And then all of a sudden, it's he didn't play. And there was claims that he was like sick or something like that. And, you know, or, you know, he didn't really play much. Or I forget if he didn't play at all or if he played just a little bit. But that, you know, kind of hurts the fantasy owners. But uh, Algier, you know, did what he could. 21 carries, 59 yards. But uh, regardless, it was enough for the Falcons to beat the Buccaneers and move themselves into first place at 4-3. and three, So, uh, all right, we'll uh, keep an eye on the Falcons and see if they can continue to soar. Sure,
1: <laughs> that's what you call it. Uh, next up, we got Baltimore and Detroit, which we thought was gonna be like a great game. Detroit, kind of the hottest team in the league, uh, and Baltimore just destroyed them. And Baltimore does this sometimes, I think, to the teams. But they won thirty-eight to six. Lamar played one of the one of his best games, and uh, yeah, the question is, look, can Lamar win another MVP here? Then he's kind of turned turned it around passing wise. Still a threat running. The team looks good. Um, and then yeah, the other side is what's going on with Detroit? How do you lose like that? Is it a warning sign? I don't think so. I think it's just a bad game on the road against a good team. Yeah. Those happen. I mean, Lamar Jackson played very well.
2: 357 pass yards, three touchdowns. He also ran one in. Uh, and they were talking about too how it just looked like he couldn't, they couldn't stop the like, you know, option. Like he would look like he was going to run and then he would pass, and he was just finding Mark Andrews all day long and uh everybody else. And it was a it was a good game. It was a that's well, Lamar Jackson can play like that. That's when this Baltimore team can be scary. I mean, they're you know a solid solid squad when he's playing like that. Uh, but the next game we got here, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the LA Rams. As you know, no secret, I'm a I'm a big Steeler fan. Been a Steeler fan since I was about like you know 13 or 14, and so about 20 years of being a Steeler fan. And I finally got to see them in person for the first time as a my buddy who I work for company has season tickets. It was also my first time at SoFi, which anybody who hasn't gone to SoFi yet and has the opportunity to go, I would say go for it because it was it was a breathtaking stadium, honestly. Like you walk in there like the field. So like everything's so clean, everything's so nice. It's like it's it's they did such an amazing job with that stadium. Uh, it really is awesome to see. And uh, it was a fun time. We tailgated and then, uh, you know, we were you know, probably I would say about 70, 75% Steeler fans there. I mean, the Steeler fans travel well. I mean, they, they did take over, uh, but it was, uh, it was, a, it was a blast and uh, it was cool to see the Steelers win. I know there was some, uh, controversy at the end because, uh, it did look like Kenny Pickett and I'll even be honest and say it, it looked like he was short of getting that, uh, first down on fourth and one, but they called it a first down and because McVeigh burned all his timeouts and there was over two minutes left, they couldn't challenge. And then that, uh, was the Steelers were able to knee it out after that and win the game? So, uh, and who knows what would have happened? I mean, you know, but it was good to see the my first time ever seeing the Steelers, and it was good to see them um,
1: get a victory. That was a uh, was a cool cool thing to see. Yeah, somehow four and two, but not that impressive. I think still negative point differential, but yeah, uh, and you know, good start, win your games. That's, that's all you can do. Right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, they're not in first place because Baltimore played one more game but. and the Browns are also four and two. I mean, that
2: division's yeah. And I think the Bengals are three and three, three now and three. Yeah. So everybody's, everybody's 500 or better in that division. I mean, we talked about that, you know, before the season started, we said that division was going to have a good, uh, you know, good, good teams. And it was going to be a fight because like we mentioned, the lowest team in the division was the Steelers at eight and a half win total. So,
1: you know, we knew it was going to be good. Uh, so next up we have uh, Seattle and Arizona. Um, Seattle wins by 10, final score 20-10. to 10. Uh, Both rookie receivers for the Seahawks scored. So uh, the first-round pick, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then uh, Jake Bobo, undrafted from UCLA. Very uh, very exciting to see him score there. Um, just I, I want to watch his career because, you know, he, he was very slow, um, so he didn't get drafted. But the guy, I watched him for a couple years. The guy just gets open, so he's done that uh, with Seattle. Um, Arizona, I think – Remember that they had a nice little win there. They're one and six now and they' they are where they should be. Yeah. Uh, they want to, they might there. not win again. Yeah. They want to <laughs> try to get that first pick. So, um, and this was, uh, to note, this was one of my
2: bets. I had a uh, Seattle minus eight and, uh, they pull off a 10 point victory. And that is the thing about Arizona is they, even the games they're losing they're they're hanging in there for the most part. I mean, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're bad we know it. It's no secret. I mean, the fact that their win is against the Cowboys too, is kind of remarkable, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, that was, uh, that was my first win of the week there. So, uh, I had Seattle minus eight. So, uh, yeah, good to finally get a win there because I had lost, I think, like about four straight going before that, uh, that one here for us. But, uh, yeah, this next game we had was, uh, would have been a great game if we rewound the clocks to like 1997 or 98 or something. But it was the Denver Broncos and the Green Bay Packers. And unfortunately in 2023, you get what you're going to get, which is a two and four and two and five team. And, uh, the Broncos won 19 to 17. Getting their second win of the season for head coach Sean Payton, and uh, yeah, I don't really have too much to say about it because I, mean, it I was, didn't, I didn't watch Steeler. any games other than the Steeler game. So uh,
1: Denver had a two touchdown lead and, and blew it, um, but they were able to score a field goal at the end. And yeah, Jordan Love not good again. He did kind of lead the comeback, but still not good numbers overall. Uh, and Denver has one of the worst defenses, like one of the worst defenses of all time. So far this season and, and Green Bay wasn't able to put a big number. So that's a concern there. Um, I don't know. Maybe we can write them off. Uh, yeah. Then, then next up, we've got, uh, the, the big game of the week, the primetime afternoon game, the Tony Romo game. I don't know how to describe it. And, uh, I don't want my team to ever play into these games because it's annoying because when everyone watches, it seems like that's when <laughs> they get the most criticism. Uh, but they yeah. played the Chiefs and Arrowhead, always a tough game and uh through most of the first half it was a, it was it was a very fun game 17-17 uh with 2 minutes left in the half and of course the chargers allow a touchdown right before the end of the half which uh was a crazy play i don't know if i've ever seen anything like it before where they uh the short pass to kelsey they stop him at the one and he holds the ball over his head like he's going to try to like reach over the goal line and score and the Chargers are like, oh, well, that's dumb. You're not even close. We'll try to knock the ball out. And as they do that, uh, that allows um, – that means there's, they're not, like, hitting him low. And so then he's able to fall forward into the end zone and use his big body. To, and it was just it – was, it was so stupid. Um, and it's like, why does this really dumb shit have to happen right at the end? Especially because um, they did have him on a second and 24, I believe. Previous, and then committed pass interference in the end zone. Just, you know, just <laughs> stupid stuff. The charge away, huh? um And, yeah, what's really annoying is just the whole Travis Kelsey thing of it. I mean, they get, like, 150 yards in the first half, and it just – Yeah, I was for, just going to
2: say, that's by far his best game of the season. 12 catches,
1: 179 yeah, and, a touchdown. And, and you better believe after every single catch that – Yeah, they panned to Taylor yeah. Swift. Um They also had a crazy record that did get broken, but I believe Mahomes had completed – it was, like, maybe 30 c- consecutive – targets to travis kelsey oh wow which they said was like one in three thousand chance of that happening um that's insane because think of like even throwaways or just kind of a deep target That it's really not like a high percentage play um but yeah they did they did break that up uh the chargers played small victories <laughs> they played well in defense in the second half um but they played horribly on offense that was the story here basically a scoreless second half until the Chiefs scored at the very uh the very end they got a big punt return which was like you know, the Chargers punted with six minutes left, and it's like, should you punt when you're down by a score? Um, but I think Brandon Saley's afraid of going on fourth down now, so it uh, didn't matter because they returned the punt all the way back to where <laughs> past the line of scrimmage. So. Um, but, yeah, just really another rough game to watch. I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Chargers offense has not looked good since they lost their starting center, Corey Lindsley, and Mike Williams. I think it just kind of... You know, everyone has injuries, but yeah. I think when you lose, like, two of your top guys and then you're replacing them with last I mean, the offensive line hasn't looked good. They're constantly allowing pressure. They gave up five sacks this week. And uh, what's scary about it is this might be the best Chiefs team, overall team. Yeah, that's – I was hearing uh, the Their defense is good. legitimately good. They have good corners. They have good pass rushers, good linebackers. Um, so I think that's one thing with it, if you want to criticize the Chargers – Back-to-back, poor performances on offense in, in big, high-profile games here. Uh, they played two really good defenses. Oh, yeah. so they, it, They've had it, a tough schedule, it, I feel like, to start. The Chargers have... Uh, uh, these last two games, the, the Cowboys and the Chiefs are two top five defenses, I think, clearly, um, even if they don't have 100% of the players there. But uh, it just sucks because everyone watches it, and then everyone can, can pinpoint every little missed throw and then act like every other quarterback is perfect. Um, which they're not because I watched the other games too. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And then uh, the, the Sunday night
2: game here, we had uh, the Eagles versus the Dolphins. And uh, this was both in I Andy's bet. This was our first crossfire, if you will, that we had against each other. I had the Eagles minus two. Andy had the Dolphins plus two. And the Eagles did end up winning 31-17. And, One of my things I was saying was that the Dolphins, and I've said it a few times, and this will be about the third week in a row I mentioned this, is that the Dolphins this year, all their wins have been against below 500 teams. And then the Dolphins haven't, I mean, and then when they have played, when they did play a team above 500, the Bills, they got absolutely, they got wrecked and then they lose by two touchdowns to the Eagles. But I'm going to go further back. I didn't realize this though, Andy, I don't even know if you know this. I just saw something today that says the Dolphins haven't beaten a team with a winning record since they beat the Bills in week three of last season. So that's kind of a uh, remarkable, you know, obviously, you know, it says winning record because obviously they started the season off against a zero and zero team, but it's
1: like, well, I wonder how many attempts they've had.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean that the jets, you know, haven't, weren't, haven't been good in a while. Yeah. In the, the Dolphins Patriots. had that rough
1: stretch in the middle of last year with um, part of it with Tua being out and part of also yeah. they had that stretch where it's like, did yeah, we all think, fig- did we figure them out?
2: Um, it seems like the good team. That's why I've kept comparing them to like a fun college team where it's like when they play the bad teams, they, they dominate, they put up points, but then when they play the teams that are actually good, it's like, and they play the Patriots next week with a losing record, they'll probably beat that game, win that game because they're at home, but then they're home against the Chiefs, but it, actually, I guess they're in Germany or London against the Chiefs, where's that game?
1: Yeah, I think that's Frankfurt.
2: Yeah, so the German game against the Chiefs, so, I mean, their next opportunity to beat a team with above 500 this year might be have to be the Cowboys at home. Yeah, they
1: end with three good teams, Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills, so they'll, they'll have a chance.
2: Yeah. Because I don't think the Raiders will be above five hundred by the time they play them in three weeks, and then who knows about the Jets and Commander? So yeah, no, you're right. They not many opportunities, but the, way, the only way you can win the Super Bowl, Andy, is if you beat a team with a winning record. No team has ever won the Super Bowl.
1: Uh, well, yeah, there's seven to seven playoff teams now. We could see it. Yeah, Arizona Diamondbacks are basically under five hundred. I mean, not really, <laughs> but um, and where are we with that? That's tied one one. Okay, okay, bottom three. All right, so our last game here, we have the Vikings and Niners. Uh, It went exactly as we thought, right? Like, I I joked, I think, I said the Vikings are going to win by 30. Uh, The Vikings kind of controlled this game. It was closer. The final score was close, one score game, but I feel like the Vikings really should have been up by more at that point. Yeah, Uh, Some missed opportunities in the red zone. Um, But, yeah, big game for Jordan Addison. Had a couple touchdowns. Kirk threw for, I think, Close to 400, and uh, you know he's got that reputation of not being able to play in big games. Uh, this was Monday Night Football against what I think is still the best team in the NFL, and he got it done. So, um, and that's still a great defense too because uh, the Niners were missing Debo Samuel and had some guys. I think Trent Williams was also out um, and had some guys banged up. Yeah, and Bosa wasn't playing like fully the whole yeah. time either. Um, so I'm not that concerned about the Niners but uh yeah good for minnesota it's a, a nice win in front of your home crowd
2: minnesota sure
1: <laughs> uh, and that's all without justin jefferson you know that's, yeah that's but that,
2: that that's what made addison step up though you know he looks like the next man up so yeah could be uh there, there, there's some positivity for vikings fans i think in the future i mean eventually you know depending on who the next quarterback in is i mean a lot of things have been saying this will be most likely cousins last year in minnesota and then uh we'll see what the future can bring them but uh I guess we'll uh, move on here to the we'll end the show with our uh our picks for uh <laughs> this week, which you know
1: it's it's rough. It I, is. Rough. I swear I'm not this bad. I've, I've yeah, no, me either. I pick all the games, and I'm ten games over 500 through the season, but I'm two and seven on my picks. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the, this show, so and
2: yeah, and I'm three and six. So it's <laughs> it's a combined five of thirteen, which is right. Yeah, which is not uh, a yeah. not us, not us, but uh. Anyway, we're gonna go. We're gonna give, we're gonna go for it again, though. You know, we got the whole season. Who cares what we were at this point? It matters the end of the season. There's still about like nine, ten weeks left, whatever it is. But um, I guess Andy, you give us your first one, and then I'll give us one, and then I, we don't have anything in the same
1: game from what I can see. So okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna start here with Saints and Colts. I'm going uh, under 43 and a half. Uh, it seems like Gardner Minshew can sometimes pull games out of his ass, score a bunch of points, and then sometimes look terrible. Saints have a good defense. We also saw how they struggled uh, with the Derek Carr situation, so I think that'll be a lower-scoring game. So that's uh, under 43.5. All right, my first one. I'm actually going to jump on the Buffalo Bills
2: at home. Uh, at Minus um, the side I got it from said they were uh, 8.5. Yeah, so 8.5 here. Uh, mainly because you know they just came off of a loss, a game they should have won. Uh, now they're at home. They're going against the Buccaneers. Short week. Uh, I feel like they're gonna. This could be a game where they absolutely just dominate and you know win by two touchdowns easily. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Buffalo Bills minus eight and a half. I think they win by double digits. So that's what I'm gonna go with there.
1: Josh Allen over Baker Mayfield. So I have a similar pick here, and then I'm picking a good team to bounce back after. A loss. Uh, sticking with the Niners, minus five and a half. So at home against the Bengals, I think they're much better than the Bengals, and they're at home. And uh, I think that will be rough for Joe Burrow trying to move around uh, against this uh, defensive line. So, yeah, no,
2: I, I, I agree with that. My uh, my second one here. I'm gonna ride with a team that helped me this week. I'm gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks, minus three, at home against the Cleveland Browns, mainly because. Cleveland's just been, they've how they've won the last couple of weeks has just like been shocking to me. They just keep finding a way to sneak by. But I think this week is where it stops because I know Deshaun Watson's banged up, and even if Deshaun Watson plays, is he even much of an upgrade from the other guys the way he's been playing this year? I mean, who knows? And then also, I know Jerome Ford's out, so now it is just going to be you know they're a little short on their uh, running back situation. Uh, Seattle at home, they're four and two. They would love nothing more than them to get to five and two. And I think they win that game, and if they, you know, especially in the NFL, you win a game, there's a good chance most of the time it's by at least three points. So I will uh, take the Seahawks minus the three in hopes that uh, they can get it done, take out a a division rival for the Steelers.
1: My last pick is uh, Houston by minus three on the road, but they are on the road against the 0-6 Carolina Panthers, uh, who haven't really been very competitive. This is the battle of the one and two picks. So maybe there's a little bit Ooh. of pride there for Bryce Young. Uh, but I still, it just, it seems like Houston's pretty solid and Carolina is terrible. So I, I just liked them in this situation, even on the road. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't see, you know, they shouldn't lose that game. But uh,
2: last one I'm going to go with here, Andy, is <laughs> you might hate this one, but I'm just, I'm going Bears plus nine only because can the Chargers beat a team by double digits? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they'll somehow shoot themselves in the foot and win the game by like six or seven or something. I don't think the Chargers will lose this game. Not by any means, but I uh, I have a, I think the Bears can at least Sunday night game. I think they can at least keep it close. I feel like, and I say that in the sense that I think the Chargers somehow will just like you know, they'll continue to just be foolish penalties or something. That's just what yeah. it seems like happens. They, so sh- they I, beat
1: themselves. I considered that over as well because the way the chargers are, have been played yeah, defense, it's like, can they hold anyone under 20 is, is, is the question.
2: And honestly, so. I wouldn't be surprised. Chargers did come out and win this game, like, you know, 30 to 17 or something like that. But I'm just, for now, I'm going to say, I, I think they will win, but I just don't, I would not take them at the way they're playing right now to beat a team by double digits. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's that.
0: All right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for episode 347 of the Tony Stig Podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me, we had Offroad Andy. Yes, thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thank you. Goodbye. We'll see you later.